Good morning, good afternoon, uh, whatever time of the day you're listening in. Uh, I'm Rick Woodham from Taggett, and welcome to another installment of our Digital Game Changer series. For those of you, uh, this is your first time to join us. Taggett uh, is uh, something we, we see a lot in the industry today around innovation, uh, and we're, we are constantly looking for innovators like our guest today uh, who can share some of their experience, some of their thoughts, some of their insights uh, into to what they have done and, and things they have seen in the industry. So at Taggett, we are constantly working with banks to try and find opportunities uh, to exceed customers' expectation. It's just something that's part of our DNA. Today, we are joined by Manisha Fernando, who's AVP and Head of Retail Liability Products and Alternative Channels for Union Bank of Colombo in Sri Lanka. Thanks, Manisha, for joining us. Thanks, Rick, for having me. Good. So, uh, so let's get started with the million-dollar question, shall we? So, yeah. uh, so Manisha, can you just sort of talk a little bit about uh, some of your experiences with the bank and the bank's digital transformation journey uh, that you guys have undergone today, and uh, maybe any of the highlights that you guys have seen that's been a real benefit for the bank? Thanks for having me. Uh, just to uh, tell you a little bit about our digital journey, uh, we have a very versatile mobile app, which we launched somewhere around uh, 2017. And uh, then um, we also have an online banking platform, which uh, both of these work on an Omni uh, platform so that it's convenient for the customers. They don't have to keep remembering so many things. Um, we are also providing uh, online bank transfers on real-time basis. Uh, we have uh, facilitated government payments through the Lanka Pay online payment platform. Uh, this is again on real-time basis. Uh, then we have our mobile app equipped with features like QR payments, uh, account top-ups where people can act uh, at another bank account. And then, you know, you can top up your accounts, which is convenient to facilitate further payments at merchants and retailers. Uh, we have one day clearing system across the country. Uh, and uh, very recently we joined up with the national service provider, SLT Mobitel, uh, to provide online uh, agent banking functions and services to our customers. So, you know, it, it increases the accessibility. So this also works on the backbone of a, a real-time digital platform. So these are just a few of the things that we have been doing uh, to, you know, make um, the uh, convenience and the accessibility for our customers. So it complements us because we have about 67 branches and the digital uh, services and convenience that we offer actually increases the, uh, the reach for the bank. Um, so these are just a few things that we do. So, so Manisha, you're offering uh, quite a few payment functionalities. Uh, yes, obviously, yes. there's a lot of move in, in every country these days to to really increase payment efficiencies. Um, it, do you see the fact that uh, because you're offering a lot of payment options today, is that helping you drive the adoption of digital with your customer base? You're seeing an acceleration of, of people wanting to use your app or your internet because you can give them so many payment options. They're probably related, yes. I would think, yeah? Yes, definitely. Because, I mean, um, just to give you a flavor of what, the shift that has been taking place, right? We are seeing about uh, transactions on checks happening by about, uh, there's about 33 million odd transactions uh, happening through checks. And uh, you compare that figure with the online uh, payments that are happening. I mean, this I'm not talking about the e-commerce even. 
so that's about virtually you're doing about a good, um, uh, you know, very high amount of uh, transactions about maybe uh, six to seven million transactions per quarter. So that's right. a huge amount, right? Yep. So you're, we have actually matched what we are doing with checks. Then uh, the escalation in terms of um, uh, digital transfers has shifted greatly from what it was. So, uh, I mean, like the, the volume of transactions on average is about um, maybe 140,000 per day across all right. the banks. So th- this shows the uh, adaptability of um, digital payment platforms to the conventional type of platforms that we already operate. Uh, yeah. In addition to that, I mean, uh, the, all the banks have uh, debit cards and credit cards. So we have about 17 million debit cards and about 2 million credit cards. And the transaction volumes have been increased. I mean, you can see a spike in these transactions in 2020 when the onset of the COVID came in and people had to, uh, you know, adopt e-commerce transactions and online payments. So, um, and then we also see the government officers uh, shifting towards digital payment platforms. I mean, if you ask the Ports Authority, they want all the payments to come through the real-time uh, payment system, LPOP. So uh, virtually there is a lot of uh, push from the government as well as industries to get people to come through these payment platforms. So offering the payment uh, conveniences makes sense at this point. Yeah. So so you, you mentioned uh, something about uh, COVID and you know, that seems to be a pretty hot topic around digital these days and has been. And, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, we're starting to, I hope we're starting to see the tail end of COVID. Uh, I, I think it'll be with us for a while. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of banks who were not quite prepared for for the onset of, of digital interactions because of COVID restrictions. Uh, was there anything specific with uh, you and the bank that you ran into once really COVID took place and people were really in that quarantine, shopping from home, trying to do everything electronically. Uh, how did you guys handle that with the bank and were you ready for it? Well, uh, to be very honest, you know, we never expected the kind of uh, impact that COVID brought in 2020. Uh, but uh, I think um, one thing we did immediately was to facilitate uh, onboarding, digital onboarding, uh, which was traditionally through a branch initially, but then we shifted our processes, we restructured the process so that we can do it online through right. various protocols. So so the, these were some things that we had to do very fast and, you know, uh, get it done in such a way that there's no compromise on KYC factors or AML or the regulatory requirements that are, you know, govern, governing the banks. So the, the, this is, so we, we had to do quite a few things like that. Um, and we felt we didn't have much of issues in terms of uh, facilitating e-commerce transactions because we were ready for that. Uh, but then, you know, shifting people the, and providing the people the convenience of accessing their accounts and, you know, uh, you know, providing e-statements and things like that. Those conveniences, of course, we had to cope with during this COVID period. So that, that was kind of a, a waterfall effect that we had. Um, but I, I must say that, you know, uh, the actual impact of the COVID actually hit us on in terms of the loan books, right? Because um, some of the key industries in Sri Lanka, like 
travel and tourism, which contributes about 12.6% to the GDP, uh, the textile and garment, which is about another 6%, you know, these industries were impacted. And uh, there were a lot of issues in terms of uh, these industries going down and the dependence of these having income impacts on their livelihoods. So uh, th this that impact was greater than actually gearing to provide convenience on the digital platform because, you know, the moment you actually have to get into that, you can do that. But then getting the loan books and, you know, facilitating these people and accommodating, that took a lot of effort. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I can tell you, you're definitely not alone in that. Uh, I'm a resident of Thailand and, uh, you know, Thailand and Sri Lanka have similarities when it comes to our GDP makeup and uh, we've had similar issues here. But you know, Manisha, it sounds like to me that uh, that the bank had had positioned itself reasonably well, so that at least you had a foundation to be able to react to these things. Sure. And I think that's the message that I would want our listeners to take away is that, you know, having that foundation to allow you to react quickly is as important as the actual work itself, right? True, very true, very true. Because I think I think in this day and age, uh, banks have to be geared for digital payment platforms, uh, you know, conveniences, have a mobile app or a wallet, you know, all these functionality things. And if you look at the millennials, I mean, they're always on their phone. Uh, and uh, if you look at the uh, mobile penetration in Sri Lanka, for example, it's over 100%. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the, uh, the banking density, it's about 6,000 customers per branch. So yeah. you can see the disparity, right? So these disparities actually create more opportunities for banks to invest and uh, adopt the technological advancements that are happening right now. So, so it's really, really convenient. And my guess is that in the near future, you know, banks would need to reconsider the entire operating model. We will not be uh, very profitable or efficient going through the traditional approach. But of course, it has its own inherent issues like cultural impact. You know, there is a certain percentage that will not want to take it on. Um, but th these are things that I guess over time and with educating the public and the society, you know, we can overcome. And I think so as well. And, uh, you know, data privacy continues to be an issue. But, uh, you know, the thing is, you know, generally people trust banks with their money, right? Uh, it's how banks will react to the convenience of servicing those customers. Uh, that will be quite key. So, so let me ask you to put your uh, your your crystal ball in front of you for a few minutes, uh, and let me pick up on uh, something you said because you talked a little bit about uh, what's happening in Sri Lanka. Uh, so, so what do you think the next 12, 18, 24 months looks like uh, for the digital landscape around Sri Lanka as a country? I mean. Uh, are you expecting to see dramatic changes in payments? Uh, oh, yes. I mean, what, what are you What are you thinking will happen around Sri Lanka the next next year or two? Well, well, the the biggest shift and trend that is happening right now is that fintechs are innovating at a very very high pace. I mean, they come up with all these novel products. So compared to that, banks are evolving very slowly. I mean, I guess it's generic across the world, right? Um, so I hope banks don't become like the dinosaurs in those days. But then, I mean, this, this is something I, I, I guess uh, we have to embrace this technology. So this means that going forward, 
I see that banks would need to enter into partnerships uh, with uh, these fintech companies and digital service providers because, see, they each of these guys will have their own um, scales and these will complement the bank. But of course, it means that, you know, margins of banks would erode because you will have to share a certain amount of the margins or the interchange or the intermediary uh, mm. revenue with these parties as well. So that means on the other side, I would see that banks will need to restructure their operational efficiencies a lot. I mean, you'll have to bring down the cost to uh, make up for this particular yeah. loss of, um, you know, the intermediation uh, revenue. Uh, then I also see a lot of changes happening uh, on the regulatory framework. For example, Sri Lanka is in the process of uh, digitizing its uh, uh, identity card system. So uh, there will be a um, pilot project that is happening, which will benefit banks in terms of providing KYC uh, functionality so that you know people really don't have to come to the branch. Right now, mm-hmm. you have to do a physical KYC or you have to do a video KYC. So there are inherent um, um, you know, uh, issues that kind of subdue some of the advancements to be taken on very immediately. Uh, okay. The second thing is, of course, uh, I see uh, a lot of outsourcing that is going to happen. For example, we have outsourced some of our services for better productivity. And uh, these are certain banking functions which can be outsourced. So that will be one other uh, aspect. I also see virtual cards coming into play. I mean, like, um, um, though there is such a, like almost 20 million uh, plastic cards out there in Sri Lanka alone, right? Um, with the onset of these mobile uh, wallets and, you know, so many fintechs introducing their own payment apps and so forth, we will have to go to a, a situation where, you know, virtual cards are going to be a game changer. And I believe that in... Um, the first half of uh, 2022, uh, virtual cards are a, a, a thing that is going to be realized by most banks. Um, then I also see a lot of um, investments going into, uh, done by the telcos, because if you look at the telcos, they have the technology, they have the network, they are already having the entire infrastructure to do certain things. And if you look at the uh, the money that they, I mean, the, the, the mobile money that they operate, those are billions. So yep. it, it's, it makes sense for banks and financial institutions to actually tie up with them because, you know, that's a step towards getting that money coming through the banking system again, because otherwise it's going to stay out there in a different um, ecosystem. So th- these are some of the changes that uh, that will definitely happen in 2022. And I also see the regulatory framework changing rapidly. They are becoming very dynamic in terms of getting banks and finance companies uh, to, you know, adopt the digital uh, transformation. Uh, I also see the government pushing for digital payments to be, uh, you know, more uh, convenient and facilitated by everyone. So there is a lot of things that I see in terms of potential for 2022. So I'll tell you, uh, there are a few common threads in your in your statements. I mean, the regulators in many countries today are becoming a bit more digital friendly. How's that for a term, right? Uh, because, you know, the truth is, is that, you know, consumers uh, have come to expect a certain set of, 
user expectations, user journeys, user experiences, and how they deal with not just banks, but retail experience. And, and all of that is driving what they do expect out of you as a bank. And, and I think the regulators are, are starting to realize that allowing banks to sort of meet people where they live is, will be key to that and, and helping facilitate that's quite important. So, so while you're looking into your crystal ball, uh, what do you think the crystal ball says around uh, just general technology trends and technology shifts uh, inside or outside of Sri Lanka uh, over the next year or two? Anything in particular you see on the horizon that uh, you think will be the next, sort of the next big thing from a technology perspective? I think, yes. Um, um... And obviously, automation, AI, uh, robotics, um, these are three things that are definitely going to uh, shape the world in the next uh, few years. I mean, it's happening even now. Uh, in addition to that, of course, I think um, um, uh, MIS functionalities, you know, where banks can actually use the AI from these uh, databases uh, and CRM modules, these are going to play a very vibrant role because, you know, it's no longer going to be a face-to-face or, you know, meeting a person and then discussing and analyzing and all that, you know, it has to be in the system. So obviously there'll be exceptional cases, but that will probably be taken over by a different branch of any bank or any financial institution. I think it will not, it's not just um, going to be Sri Lanka. It's going to be common, I guess, to entire world. So these are some of the key changes that I see, uh, which, will definitely be the trends that are happening. And then of course, uh, you know, blockchain is going to come in and uh, these things will be a game changer for the industries across the world. So, you know, there's um, uh, there's been a number of statements around a topic called conversational banking and and, and a lot of people associate that term with, with voice and, and voice obviously plays a part in conversational, right? But if you think about the conversation you and I are having today, right, that conversation is not just because we can communicate, we speak the same language, uh, but it's also because we share common backgrounds. We have things, we know things together, right? We know about banking. Um, And and I really believe that as we move in, because I I believe we're going to move into a conversational era over the next three or four years, but that doesn't just mean voice interaction. It's everything you just described is how do I take what I know about the customer as a bank and allow them to converse with me through electronic means, right? Uh, and, and, and I think once that occurs, that, you know, the likes of you and I will stop being quite so important for on, on face-to-face people meetings, right? Because the yes. system will just be able to do that, right? And uh, so Correct. it's really, you look at the shift of, of technology over the last 10 or 15 years, and you, you think about what will happen the next 10 or 15 years, it's a pretty amazing journey to think about. Yeah, that's very true because I know of a party uh, where they can actually put your face onto a, 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 an avatar and this person can actually do the relationship banking for you and you wouldn't know there whether you it's actual person or not, right? So, I mean, this is where it is. Uh, probably will be, you know, redundant by the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Finish, you well, know? <laughs> it, it's a little bit exciting and a little bit scary, right? So. True, true. Well, listen, Manisha, I, I appreciate your time today, uh, and I wish you guys well on your digital journey. Thank you, Rick, and thank you All for right. having me. It's great you talking bet. to Enjoyed you. Enjoyed it. Thank you All very right. much. All right. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye. Yeah.